0: Thanks, Roy. Great to see you all. Uh, Let's pray. Our Father, when it comes down to it, our thoughts and actions depend on whom we are trying to ultimately please in our life. Help us to do the hard yards this morning by examining ourselves and also revealing through the power of your Spirit whom we are ultimately pleasing. And where necessary, please correct our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Generally speaking, uh, what don't you like? I think I don't like getting it wrong. (laughs) But if you ask others, they would say that I don't like mess. (laughs) I struggle to cope. Uh, And yes, some people say I'm a little OCD when it comes to mess. (laughs) My wife would say, a little. (laughs) Uh, When I ran an electricity depot, I gave all the guys Friday afternoon off so they could tidy up their trucks. (laughs) Now that was a good thing to do, but it might have revealed something about me too. (laughs) Yes, I I would say that I don't like getting it wrong. Uh, And others would say that I don't like a mess. Uh, What about you? Uh, What don't you like? Uh, Perhaps you don't like how the world is becoming. Uh, It certainly does seem crazy. I think my dad would be be turning over in his grave, so to speak. Anyway, in this part of chapter 5, I think we see here three things we generally don't really like. Two of them are obvious and the third, probably because I've heard it discussed so often these days, is briefly mentioned right at the end. The first area is this. I think generally speaking, we don't like authority, authority, and such is found in verses 16 to 18. Now I think at times we do like authority and just wish it was lived out. But generally speaking, I don't think people like authority. Some of the Jewish leaders certainly didn't like the authority of Jesus. They put it down to other things, but I would say the bottom line was his authority. Like he told them that they were wrong. We don't like to be told that, do we? I certainly don't. But we need to hear it if it is true. Uh, for example, God told me one day through his word, through his Holy Spirit's conviction, that I was not rich toward him. Uh, Luke sixteen twenty one, And I didn't like that. Actually, he told me that quite a few times. And so every time the person preaching spoke about money, I turned off. And I let it ricochet off my head, (laughs) my heart, really. Yes, I didn't like it. I had all the excuses under the sun. (laughs) Yes, I know them. And I keep hearing them today. But one day you could say, he got me. And ever since, we have given at least 10% of our gross income back to him. As the scriptures tell us. And so now, whenever money is spoken about, I'm thinking what we can give rather than thinking excuses or reasons for not giving. Uh, You can read about giving in this little booklet that we've put together. They're available on the back table. Also available on the NHA website. The point is, however, generally speaking, we don't like authority. For example, let's have a look at verses 16 to 18 to see what I mean. Verse 16. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. Not sure how they persecuted, were persecuting Jesus at this point. I don't think we're told. Verse 17. In his defence, Jesus said to them, My father is always at work to this very day, and I too am working. Now, this sort of reminds us of what we are told in Psalm 121, our Old Testament Bible reading today, how the Lord, therefore the Father and the Son, never stopped watching and caring for one's people. Verse 18, for this reason they tried all the more to kill him. It's awful how far one will go if one is allowed. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making him self-equal with God. Yes, although working, that is healing on the Sabbath, while well, carrying a mat <laughs> after being healed, and now calling God his own father were the specific issues being raised, I think it all comes down to the authority of Jesus. Some Bibles have even added authority as part of the heading for this bit. Generally speaking, we don't like authority. Uh, like I said to you about my own personal example of money, and being told by the Lord as to what I should be doing with it. Now, the church back then was very, very, very established. Jesus was certainly throwing a cat amongst the pigeons by doing this—physical healing on the Sabbath and then carrying one's disused mat and saying this. My father, Uh, verse 17. Yes, he brought a great light to the whole situation. He says he is the light of the world after all. John 8, 12. And people, especially the Jewish leaders, were now getting exposed. In this case for their nitpicking, yes, nitpicking about carrying a mat on the day of rest. And they didn't like it. At all. Yes, he exposed himself and therefore them in that way. No pun intended, and they didn't like it at all. Generally speaking, we might be like them too, and not like authority. In this case, the absolute authority of Jesus. After all, he is. King of kings and Lord of lords, isn't he? Revelation 19.16. You know, sometimes I wonder uh, what he would say to us in his church today. I sometimes wonder what he would say to me. I therefore sometimes wonder what he would expose. Uh, When Craig and I were in Africa, Rwanda recently... Yes, we do travel the world. (laughs) I asked someone who is an African church leader as to what they thought about the West, in particular Australia. And they said, and I'll never forget it generally speaking, you are too busy, too wealthy, and too worldly. That's what they said. Too busy, too wealthy, and too worldly. I wonder what Jesus would say. I wonder if he would say, well done, good and faithful servant, in Matthew 25. I hope so. He certainly has been given the absolute authority. Yes, generally speaking, we might not like authority. The Jewish leaders certainly didn't like Jesus' authority. And so much so they planned to kill him, verse 18. And did, so they thought. Now, the second thing is this. Generally speaking, we don't like judgment. Judgment. Who he likes to be judged, put your hand up now. <laughs> I don't think we like to be judged who he would would like to be judged by a jury for say proof that you are a christian that one now lives for christ like would they be able to clearly see that you talking about the sabbath uh, a message craig did last week rest to the lord and aren't caught up with the busyness of the West. Likewise, if they looked at your finances, would they say there's proof beyond reasonable doubt (laughs) that you give regularly and generously to your local church? And very importantly, when they look at your overall lifestyle, would there be proof beyond a reasonable doubt That you no longer follow the ways of the world, but are walking the narrow path following Jesus. After all, it's pretty obvious these days if you aren't walking the world's ways. Yes, generally speaking, I don't think we like the idea of being judged. Uh, I even know of pastors ministers who say that people who declare that Jesus is Lord will not need... (laughs) to give an account of their life. Hmm. <laughs> I immediately reply that at this level we will all be judged. Do not take God's word out of context. Uh, for example, Matthew 7, 21 to 23 in 2 Corinthians 5, chap- uh, chapter 5, verse 10. Yes, judgment at this level awaits us all. One is certainly saved by grace, through faith but it is for good works without good works one's faith is regarded as useless as dead James chapter 2 verse 20 and therefore without a genuine faith one will face the ultimate judgment God's wrath John 3:36 but Who's, who does the judging? Well, it's not a jury. Unfortunately, juries can be swayed. I'm sure you've seen that happen. <laughs> and unfortunately, juries can, be, can get it wrong. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that happen too. But judgment at this level, in all of our cases, yes, all, is by the one person who will not get it wrong, Judgment is performed by the person who said in the reading last week, stop sinning or something worse may happen. Verse 15. And what is that person's name? Well, it's Jesus. Hence what is described as the judgment seat of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.10. Yes, all judgment has been handed over to him and he shall deliver fairly. As scary as that might sound. Uh, We're told in verse 22 of this very chapter in John, Moreover, the father judges no one. Yes, no one. But, there's that word again, Craig, (laughs) has entrusted all judgment to the son. Uh, That is Jesus, that is Christ. Yes, all judgment. And in verse 24, two verses later, some people misunderstand judgment. One needs to carefully look at the scriptures and not think of a verse and stake your life on it without looking at other verses too. In verse 24, Jesus says, and it's my hallelujah verse, uh, very truly, in the Greek, Amen, amen. Uh, In the TIV version, you know that one? The TIV version? Anyway, in the TIV version, I would translate these words (laughs) of Jesus as saying, I cannot stress this enough. I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but, Hmm. dare I say, there's that word again, but, has crossed over from death to life. Hallelujah. John Northage. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is truly wonderful that those who show a genuine faith in Jesus have eternal life. One has crossed over from death to life, and that's why I say, Hallelujah. However, There is a verse 29 and it makes one feel, or makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because as I said, one's faith in Jesus needs to be genuine and therefore the fruit that results from such faith needs to be good fruit. Such as the things I originally alluded to. One's lifestyle, one's therefore use of time and one's therefore use of finances So if they're not right, if you're not producing good fruit in these or any other areas, if you've been allowing God's word to ricochet off your heart, repent of such and in his strength change. And as Craig said last week, change immediately. And so in verse 29, a verse that some people overlook at times, uh, we're told by Jesus what judgment, what this judgment will look like. And at first glance, it might even seem that Jesus contradicts himself. But he isn't. He's just telling us what genuine faith will look like. He says, and I think it might read from verse 28, but just have verse 29 on the screens. uh, Jesus says, Do not be amazed at this. I think he's talking about the judgment he's been entrusted with. For a time is coming when all who are in their graves, will hear his voice and come out. Jesus' voice of, time's up. What a glorious day that will be. <laughs> I think we've already seen glimpses of it in Matthew 27, 52 and John eleven forty-three. 43. Look them up, Matthew 27, 52 and John eleven forty-three. Are those who have done what is good will rise to live? And those who've done evil will rise to be, uh, perhaps, nitpicking, to be condemned. Yes, judgment, a judgment delivered by Jesus, and it's a judgment based on genuine faith seen in one's fruitful life of walking down that narrow path. Generally speaking, we don't like judgment. But at one level this judgement is done and dusted when one has genuine faith. I know my life would now show, even to a jury, that I have a genuine faith. But it's certainly a work in progress, genuine faith. But through the help of his spirit, we must stop giving into the world our flesh and the devil, and we must progress. Yes, must progress in our walk with him. Uh, thirdly and finally, last point, uh, generally speaking, I don't think we like justice. Justice. I originally mentioned that Jesus will judge fairly, and I mentioned that because of what is said to us in verse 30. I think there seems to be a flow in these verses about the the authority of Jesus. And here we are told a few things, including how Jesus will therefore judge justly. In verse 30, Jesus says, By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, obviously from his Father. And my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself but him who sent me. I hear most people say that life is not fair. And it usually isn't. And I myself can think of a lot of things that have come my way that are not fair at all. And so at one level, I would like to see justice delivered. Uh, If anything at one level, I might even look forward to it, (laughs) if you know what I mean. And I guess I'm not the only one. But it doesn't take long before I think to myself that, although I will rise to live, my life is far from what it should be. And if Jesus judges fairly, and he does, and if Jesus judges to please his Father, not himself or others, Including social media, and he will. And if Jesus judges every careless word we have spoken, Matthew 12, 36, dare I say, I don't like that sort of justice. And <laughs> well, I don't think many of us would, as our Father hears all, doesn't he? Yes, generally speaking, I don't think we probably like a lot of things mentioned in these verses. We might like them at first, but it doesn't take long, well it shouldn't, before we balk a little at Jesus' authority, his judgment and his justice. And therefore we must, must, yes, must progress in our walk with him. You know, I find these verses uh, very levelling. Yes, they start out as a defence about healing and carrying one's mat, nitpicking. And therefore condemning the Jews or Jewish leaders of that day. And yes, I speak of how close the father and son are in reality. But I also feel they are a leveller for us all. And therefore, I dare not cast even a single stone. May our Lord do in us what is pleasing to him. Amen and amen. Thank you all. Thanks, Steph.